Hi, and welcome to episode two of Friends Fit 40s. In this episode, you'll hear about your friends. We're going to talk all about friendship today. We're going to talk about all those different kinds of friends that you have in your life. We're going to talk about thinking about a fitness friend and finding that perfect fitness friend, if that's what works for you. And we're going to talk a little bit about mindfulness. So stay tuned. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mellenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms in the Midwest who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. By novice, read no clue. And our fitness budget is teeny tiny. So we are figuratively climbing a steep mountain. And someday we are really going to climb that mountain. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Boy, have we had some of those. But we have learned a ton. And we want you to hear all about our mistakes, as well as our celebrations. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to join our journey. Learn with us, laugh with us, and actively construct your best day today, and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. So welcome to episode two of Friends Friends Fit Fit 40s. 40s. We are so happy that you're here today. And Laura, we went back and forth about what this episode was going to be. Right. We we were out there running and we're like, do we start with friends or fitness? Because they're both in the title. And we know you all want to hear about our fitness. We know you want to hear about what we've done, what we've eaten, and all those things. And that stuff is coming. However, our episode two is going to be all about friendship. Friendship, yeah. Because that's what drove us. Yeah. We spent so many days clocking time at the gym. And there was many years where we would go to the gym and do the thing, but it wasn't making the changes that we wanted to see. It really wasn't. It was just going through the motions in the gym, and then you go and you clock your time, make your check mark, and you leave. Yeah. And so that moment in July when Laura said, hey, I'm going to change what I'm doing, and I need somebody to work out with. And I committed that this was the friend that I was going to do things with every day uh, on the gray days and on the sunny days. That is what made the difference for us. Yep. And um, I'm so glad that she was committed because that's what helped us to be successful. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me about this article that I read when I was teaching English language arts in the middle school. So just to kind of preface this, when you teach English language arts... In the middle school, you read an article again and again and again. And uh, we were studying feature articles. So we were reading articles about animal farts. We were reading articles about ghosts. And we read this article about 10 friends every girl needs. So I picked it out because it was a middle school article. It's from Girls Life 2004. I pulled it out in the middle of the magazine. I thought, oh, some of my students are going to love this article. And the more I read it, the more it resonated with me as a 40-year-old. There you go. Because it talks about how in your life you can have different friends for different reasons. Because remember, Stephanie, we're, we're in our 40s. 
it's in the title. So, you know, we're not five anymore and we don't have that BFF. I know you guys all had one um, and you wrote it on cards and notes. And you even had that necklace that right? you split in half. Yeah. So, but we're, we're not at that stage anymore, guys. We're older. We're a bit more mature. And so this article really did talk about how how even as adults, we have different friends for different reasons. Yeah. And so this article, 10 Friends Every Girl Needs, thank you, Jody Bryson, for writing this fantastic article about even ways to live in your 40s for Girls Life magazine. It talks about that you can have a personal shopper friend or a secret keeper friend. Or in my case, I can have a read your email before you send it to your boss kind of friend. There you go, because that's important. It's very important for me because I do want to keep my job. <laughs> or, or I can have that... We shop for that deal at the local loft. There's something that pops up in someone's, in my friend's email. Then we're going to go and we're going to hunt down that deal because you don't want to miss that. And I have a friend that I walk around the block with and I just unload from my day. So we have all of these types of friends and that one friend doesn't have to be all of your friends. And I think that this is important when we think about our fitness friends because we're selecting somebody that's going to be best for our fitness, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all those other friends in our life aren't Are best. Less important or, yeah. 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 And so it's kind of like you look at all of your friends and you can figure out who you are. Right. Because really, um, your friends are who make who make you up, you know, like. You can tell someone's personality by the friends they hang out with, by the people that they surround themselves with. And so that's why we want to have lots of friends. And that's also why as I got older, I started kind of cultivating my friendships. I started debating who do I want to spend more time with? Who do I want to um, like associate myself with? Because that's essentially how I'm thinking and learning and growing as an adult. There you go. So that's what this episode's about. So at the end of last week's episode, we left you with some homework. Yep. We're teachers. Remember, you're going to get that each week just to stretch your learning just a little bit. So what we asked you to do was take a paper and split it into four columns. In column one, we just wanted you to think about what do you look for in a friend? Do you want somebody that you can laugh with? Do you want somebody that you can hang out with on a Friday night? Do you want somebody that you can shop with? What are those kinds of things that you look for in all of your friends? And then in column two, we wanted you to think about what are those specific things that you would look for in a fitness friend? Now, there are lots of different kinds of fitness friends. And so you have to think about those fitness friends that would work well for you. Maybe it's a fitness friend that calls you up and just says, hey, did you get your workout in? Maybe it's a fitness friend that says, have you bumped up your weights? Let me talk about some of the things that I'm thinking about. Maybe it's a fitness friend that shows up at the gym with you every time you go. And in column three, 
you're going to list all the friends in your life. Who are your VIPs? Just list them all out. Everyone who you have um, some type of relationship with. And then finally, in column four, go ahead and put a list of names, possible people who you might reach out to. Who's someone that you might call up to, to do a run or a jog with? Who's someone that you might call up to maybe go to a fitness class uh, at your gym? Or even someone who you might want to go go get coffee with? And so oftentimes our fitness friends might be somebody that we kind of have to reach out to and think about a little bit more specifically because they're friends kind of for this one purpose. We have linked a copy of the graphic organizer um, of that four column graphic organizer we've been talking about in the show notes at friendsfit40s.com. So if you haven't, go ahead and take a pause and think about these four columns. Okay, so Laura, we did this activity separately and boy, did we have some interesting results. We really did, Stephanie. So what we found was that our overarching result or the big idea that we had for our friends were completely different. Laura wanted somebody that didn't talk her out of exercise. So when we were booked to go to the gym, she needed somebody that was going to be like, I'm going to meet you at the gym and we are going to lift the weights. <laughs> right. Because I know myself and someone is going to be uh, perhaps talk me out of going to the gym to do something else, maybe a bit more fun. I'm going to go ahead and jump on that train because I can easily be swayed in another direction. But I knew in order to make the changes that I wanted to make, because remember that moment in front of um, Stephanie's house last summer, I-, I needed to do something different. And so the whole flaking out of going to the gym wasn't working. <laughs> That's what got me to the spot I was in in the first place. So I needed someone who, if they said they were going to be there, they would be there. And honestly, because my personality is, if I know someone's waiting on me, I'm not going to let them down. So that was my biggest uh, quality that I was looking for. And Stephanie was looking for something a little bit different. She was she was wanting someone who was going to think about both of us. So go ahead and tell, yeah. tell our listeners. So it was important to me that I had somebody that was going to say things like, Stephanie, I know you like to do pull-ups. So let's just make sure we incorporate that in our workout. Let's make sure that we build those back muscles and those types of things so that you can even knock out some more pull-ups. Pull-ups are my thing. They are. They're, they're kind of one of her superpowers. We'll, we'll talk to you more about that later, but... As we had gone through this activity and talked through it, we identified those number one things as being different. We also had some similar attributes that we were looking for in our fitness friends. And one of the big ones for us was a cooperation over competition. So here's something about Laura and I. Neither of us were like superstar athletes in high school. Not at all. You can tour the buildings from which we graduated and you are not going to find our names on any plaques. No, you're not, Stephanie. <laughs> in fact, I remember being asked last to be on the Frisbee team. <laughs> <laughs> and then hitting somebody with the frisbee <laughs> in gym class. So, so remember again that whole novice piece. We are not athletes. We are just two moms trying to be strong. Yes, and so we needed the cooperative piece when we work out together. When we see changes together, both of us win. And that's when we consider it a win. So we are with each other to the very last step. We are with each other to the very last rep. We text each other at our two-minute planks that we get done in the evening. Like we challenge each other 
to be with each other side by side, step by step. So another similar attribute that we found was that we both needed someone who was going to push us to go just a little bit further, kind of like that cheerleader. So we needed someone who at that last rep of the 75 pound bench press and you know, you're on rep 30, that person's going to be like, you can do this. You've got this. Or that last, you know, half mile, we needed to be able to talk to each other and encourage the other person to make it to that finish line. Because honestly, as much as we were cheering each other on, it's that self-talk, telling yourself that you can do hard things. So this is one of Laura's superpowers. I bet you can imagine that, preschool teacher and all. And I'm kind of one of those people that gritted out silently. And so the first couple of times we were at the gym... And she was like, you got this, Stephanie, come on. And, you know, we're in this bench press situation where there are three benches and everybody's standing around waiting to get on the next bench. And she's cheering me on and everybody's kind of silently looking at us. It felt maybe a little bit strange. But then I was like, you know what? We're the ones having fun. Right. And you know what? <laughs> that, that's a story I didn't even know. Like, I, to me, I was just like... Yes, you can do this. And and he come to find out, she was like, okay, this is a little strange. But in the end, it, it helped her to, to finish. And then I started cheering on other people in my life. And man, it helps everybody to finish. So It, it really does. Yes. And then finally, we found that it was important that we had different interests in our lives. I mean, obviously, we have the fitness that's the same. Um, but as far as the books we read, the topics in life that we're interested in, they vary. You know, I... I learned so much from Stephanie about politics because she loves politics. She's kind of a politic junkie yeah. um, in a good way, folks, in a good way. And honestly, that's not my thing. But as a 40-something-year-old, I should be aware of what's going on around me in my country. And so sometimes on runs, I would get to hear a little bit about what's happening. And and that, to me, is important because it's way better to hear it from Stephanie than it is to watch any news program. And Laura is fantastic about knowing early childhood development. Uh, I had wished, I told Laura a gazillion times, when my kids were little, man, I could have benefited from her coming over and telling me all the things she knows. She is a whiz at this. She's often telling me about the skills that she needs to grow the fine motor skills in kids and what kids are able to do at certain ages. And with students that I'm around and friends that have children that are in that early childhood age, what an asset she is to all of us. And I've learned so much about that from her. And now we also want to give a shout out because we understand that not all of you need a fitness friend. Um, You don't need someone to encourage you at the gym. You are a superstar and can just go to the gym by yourself and do your thing. And that's amazing. We applaud you. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Um, But for us, we found that we needed that fitness friend. We needed that cheerleader. We needed that cooperation um, over the competition in order to get that workout in. Yeah. Yeah, that mental stimulation, that talking piece, it was kind of like killing two birds with one stone. We were getting fit and we were kind of growing ourselves in other ways right. as well. It's kind of like a little happy hour at the gym, yeah, on the road, on absolutely. the trail. And sometimes we would then go to happy hour afterward on top of it.
So when I committed to making some fitness changes with Laura, one of the things that I wanted to add to it was this idea of mindfulness. We had talked in the last episode about how my days were kind of like molasses. I was sometimes getting up in the morning and just slugging through the days, not really motivated, not really wanting to check off my list. Just no energy, a lack of excitement, just kind of a blah. So I'd read a lot about this mindfulness thing. Like if you look in a grocery store magazine rack, you're going to see about three different issues that are all titled mindfulness. mindfulness. Yep, yep. It's it's <laughs> out there, Stephanie. It's a catchphrase. It's really popular right now. But what is mindfulness? I mean, it's all over the magazine covers, but what is it really? Right, exactly. And I can tell you that my mind is full of all kinds of things. Like I let the dog out three times. So why did he go to the bathroom in the basement? My mind is full <laughs> of that. And that's like a daily thing. Like, come on. My mind is full of why is it that when I get home and my kids are completely gone, I can tell you exactly where they've been and what they've done based on the items that are left on a trail in the house. Right. It's kind of like Hansel and Gretel. You're just following the breadcrumbs. Right. <laughs> or what I what I love at my house is like, why is the dishwasher empty, but the sink full of dirty dishes that could be in the dishwasher? Seriously, <laughs> folks, I don't understand. We have that phenomena <laughs> happening in our place, too. So my mind is full of a lot of things. And I bet your guys' mind is full of all kinds of things, too. This idea of mindfulness is actually like the opposite. Right. It's not having your mind be full of all these things that are happening in your house and life. It's, right. It's exactly the opposite. It's thoughtfulness. So, right. So one definition of mindfulness is fully paying attention to something. Right. Being 100% present in that moment. So what the heck is that? <laughs> I'm still stuck, Laura. <laughs> okay, but you know, um, here we go. We're we're gonna try this little moment of mindfulness. Stephanie's gonna walk us through okay. it. So so you now, if you're driving, please please don't do this mindfulness moment. It requires <laughs> you to close your eyes and deep breathe deeply. Go ahead and wait till you get to your next stop, or maybe just play us back right. um, when you get home yeah. later. We just don't. Want, we are not responsible for any accidents. Right. Just download us a few times. That's That's perfectly fine with us. All right. So we're going to try this thing out. It might feel a little strange if you haven't done it before, but just just give it a try. You know, it's kind of like that cheerleader in you. Just go for it. Okay. So she's going to talk and I'm I'm sitting here. I'm going to I'm going to go through it. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Okay. So take a moment and notice your breath. Notice the way you breathe as you expand when you breathe in and contract as you breathe out. So if you begin thinking about that crazy hamster wheel life, it's okay. Notice those thoughts and then focus back to your breath. Notice the soft expansion as you inhale, the gentle contraction as you exhale. Notice the chair beneath you if you're sitting, the floor under your feet if you're standing. Notice how they gently kind of provide that space to push back. If your thoughts are swirling, it's okay. Just bring them back to your breath. So that's it. There you go. It can be as simple as that. Yeah. Just being present in the moment. Right. And it kind of clears your mind to help you 
power through the rest of your day. Yeah. So when I did this the first time, I just thought it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was not like one of those people that was just going to embrace this mindfulness thing with everybody else. But the more I did it and the more I tried it, the more I was able to relax myself kind of put myself out of the situation that was maybe making me a little nervous or a little crazy. Um, and ironically enough, my 12-year-old son now asked to come and do some mindfulness when nobody else is around. There you go. <laughs> right? You have you have encouraged the younger generation, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that ends up. We'll come back to that in a later episode. <laughs> so we've been talking about friends and we've been talking about finding that fitness friend Then we've been talking about mindfulness. So we're going to pull all of these things together for our very last couple minutes uh, with this podcast. And we're going to think about how can you apply this idea of mindfulness to your friends? Right. Um, So one thing that you can do is to just simply listen. And I mean, like, really listen to your friends. Be present in their conversation. When they're sharing about a hard day, let your friend be the star of that conversation. Don't try to interject your thoughts or or how you had that same moment last week. Or how you can fix her bad day. Right. Because sometimes <laughs> we don't need to be fixed. We just need to be heard. Yeah. So, um, you know, we challenge you to, to listen. You know, repeat back what you hear. Ask questions to dig a little deeper. But truly listen. Listen without judgment. And then fight responding back with your own story. You know, you you want the fr- your friend to just sit and linger in what it is that they want to say. And as you're listening, as you're not judging, as you're just just being that friend, just being there in that space, you can mindfully think about how awesome this friend is. What are their superpowers? What are the things you love about them? Maybe they need to hear that when they're done too. Yes. So Shelly Annemeyer from Colorado State University had written some research on mindfulness and friendship. And as we are thinking about listening, really listening to our friends, we should also think about, of course, practicing kindness and compassion, um, that we are seeking ways to understand our friends better and to celebrate with them all those goals that they might have. So they may have fitness goals. But they may have work goals and life goals, and that's all a part of this journey that we're on together. Right. And, you know, when we listen and we're there for our friends, we're really cultivating that relationship, um, that friendship. And, you know, as women in our 40s, that's what we need. We We want to make those relationships stronger. Okay, folks, it's time for your weekly homework. Remember, we're teachers. I feel like we should have like a sound something for the homework. Yeah, something like, okay, yeah, (laughs) we're going to work on that. But here's your homework. Okay, so we're going to challenge you to try out some fitness friends this week. Who is your daily bust your butt workout partner? Who makes time for your workout and actually shows up? That might be important to you. Who's that intellectual trail walking buddy um, that can expand your mind while you're walking? Who is your drop everything and go friend? There is room in your life for all of these kinds of friends. 
all of them are important in your workout life. So start calling them up. Text them. Get out and move with them. Start thinking about the ways you and your friends can work together towards your goals and their goals. So this week, let's just try three. Aim for three fitness friend meetups this week. And during your run, your walk, your 100 sit-ups. Yes, Ooh, I that's said. a lofty it goal. Is. Yes, your 100 sit-ups. Listen, really listen to what they say. Invest in their story. Celebrate this amazing friend or friends that you have. Write your experience in your journal. We'll talk about them next week. Yep. So to recap, we started our podcast today about that article, 10 Friends Every Girl Needs. Remembering you can have multiple friends for multiple reasons. You don't have to have that one best friend. Yes. Your life is like a friend quilt that should show you who you are by the different friends that you make. There you go. Also, we want you to find that perfect workout friend if that's what works for you. Remember, we, we value those solo workout people. We are in awe of you, actually. Yes. But for us and possibly for some of you guys out there, you need that person who's going to push you, who's going to cheerlead for you, who's going to um, help you to meet your goals. We talked about mindfulness and we talked about how we can apply mindfulness to our friends. And then, of course, we gave you some homework. So your job this week is to work out three times with a friend this week. Maybe it's that same friend. Maybe it's a variety of friends. And ask some people to join you. Maybe somebody new. Then while you're working out with them, doing things with them, really listen and note these things in your journal. So enjoy your week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You You got got this. this.